0: Welcome to Black Oil and Bee Stings, the officially unofficial podcast for X-Files on Fox. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 3, titled Mulder and Scully Meet the were Monster."
1: Uh, this is a different one. This yeah. is
0: real different from the first two.
1: Uh, I So is it fair to say this is your first kind of zany X-Files episode that you've seen?
0: I think so. I think so. I mean, I kind of always knew this was a part of what x-files
1: right. did I, I don't know how i know that because i'm not sure that i've ever seen one well, you talked to me on the preview uh, cast for one those and all yeah. my favorite episodes tend to be these kind of episodes but i mean i
0: i kind of always knew like through osmosis that x-files was partially this type of thing you got fan servicey yeah i mean i i guess
1: this is not what i expected when you were talking about fan servicey episodes so I was here when you watched it for the first time, and I was in the other room editing a podcast, and you laughed a lot. This is a hilarious episode. Sure. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I, it's the same. It's very funny. However, uh-huh. uh, I want to disagree with some of the fans that wrote in and said it's now their new favorite X-Files, because I don't think it's nearly as good as any of the classic uh zany slash fan service x files. And hmm. and just okay. to make sure I wasn't just I, I haven't like outgrown this kind of thing, I went back and I'm like, what was my favorite episode? Bad Blood. I've got that on Netflix. I'm gonna go back and watch it on Netflix because I just felt like as funny as it was, there was just some things missing. And Here's the thing I've I discovered after doing comparison between that zany episode and this zany episode. That one written by Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. this one by Darren Morgan. Yeah, it conspicuously stars uh,
0: the the Bounder.
1: Yeah, the the Bounder RV. <laughs> you I right noticed. It yeah, You're it's right got it that
0: that particular RV in it.
1: Uh, I feel like that the best of the fan service episodes, re- the humor revolves around Mulder and Scully's view of themselves and of each other and what we Mm. take into the episode thinking we know about them and what we leave the episode knowing and yes like you know bad blood's about a vampire and they're like the classic vampires because they have all the old folklore weaknesses they can't untie knots and they have to stop and pick up the seeds which Mulder kind of hilariously exploits but there's not a 20-minute monologue by the vampire talking about the vampire condition. Existentialism, where, yeah. And, and <laughs> I felt like that the episode really drugged it when it got to that scene because it's mm. just the same... It's like when the Saturday Night Live skits go on too long. Okay. You know, it's like, I, I get it. it. I get yeah. it. I get what's going on here. Yes, okay, our lives are pointless. All of our jobs suck. We're just consumers. Okay. They just belabored the point. And also... I, I agree.
0: I, I found myself watching it going why, why, why is this important? It's I, funny, yeah. don't get me no, wrong. it's super it's funny. It's real hilarious to David watch. McCownie's funny. Reese
1: Darby do his thing. But... Gillian Anderson's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to argue when she whips out her cleavage <laughs> sure. and has a uh, pseudo-sex scene with a lizard monster. Surprising cleavage on Jillian Anderson. Nah, not, I wouldn't have guessed. Not surprised. I wouldn't have guessed. She's, she she packs a lot into a small package. <laughs> okay. But I, I, yeah, no, I think that... Um, The other thing that kind of bugs me about is I don't get Fox Mulder right now. Sure. I mean, it's like the will they, won't they as far as Fox and Dana, it's more like will he, won't he as far as his own relationship with the paranormal.
0: Yeah, and that's something I've never understood about Fox Mulder.
1: Right. Like, when he comes back and he questions, did I see a thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you fucking saw it, and you sure. saw it for the hundredth time. I man. don't know.
1: And now the difference is he wants proof, but I felt like that they did a bad job articulating exactly why he was feeling this way. Because it's like kind of like you know we talked about Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and one of the structural problems of that show is that. They introduced the big existential threat very early on in the season, so she just can't fuck around doing detective of the week type episodes, which leads sure. to them stretching that plot to a, the breaking point.
0: But she also can't just get to the point and right. kill the bad guy, because right? then like, the season would be over in six exactly. episodes,
1: which maybe it should. In, in <laughs> this case, I feel like it suffers from the fact that like we've seen the existential threat, Mulder and Scully have been investigating that and now they're just fucking around with this were monster and and Mulder's kvetching about how most of these x-files are just crank shit which i kind of thought, you know, like, you know, Mexican chupacabra and all that stuff. I, I I just don't get him. Like I I feel like that just doesn't work in the modern context. Like they I don't know how you work a fan service episode into the context of a myth arc, but with only six episodes and with the two episodes we've got being kind of lackluster, I'm worried that this might be the only bright point that we get in this this six-episode season. Everything mm-hmm. else is going to be not fun and not interesting. Potentially. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I don't know. I came into this not expecting what I got, I guess. Um, when, when I... I've kind of, like I said, always known that this was a core part of the X-Files, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't seem like a big portion of the X-Files, to me, yeah. anyway.
1: Well, that's the thing. The X-Files,
0: go- to me, is a is a show about, you know, Monster of the Week stuff? Totally. Yeah. That's all over the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, and that's some of the stuff I enjoy the most. But it's always like a mystery, and they're always sure. trying to solve the case. And they do that here, but it's so lighthearted hearted. Mm-hmm. that it didn't really feel like X-Files to me even though I know there are some of those episodes in the run.
1: I mean I just because I feel like that with the six episode run they I'm fine with them doing something like this because mm-hmm. you know out of the top 5 X-Files episodes probably 3 of them are the kind of zany lighthearted You know, fan service episodes. The one where Mulder and Scully's hiding out in this creepy subdivision that's got super strict homeowners association, and there's this one scene where Mulder's loses it trying. He's trying to get them to start shit with him by fucking with his mailbox. Okay. And like first he just like leaves the lid down, and that then he's like I, f- I feel like he pull he pulls off a number, and it just gets fixed. But they don't ever do anything. And then like the next scene is like he takes his milk jug, he like slams with a hammer, throws a empties a th- can of milk on it, and throws the milk can. It's just David Duchovny's frustration with what's going on, or actually Mulder's is is mm-hmm. is funny in that. Um, with this one, it's like you know bad blood. It's like what the central fu- funny thing about that episode is the tension between Scully. Mm-hmm who thinks Mulder takes her for granted and has his head up his ass about this paranormal stuff and Mulder who thinks Scully is, you know, kind of dev- doesn't take him seriously mm-hmm. and you know is pig-headed and is kind of like this this overbearing mother type in their relationship and that and the jealousy and the kind of their love lives and all that stuff none of that was really here like there was one I think the best line in the the episode is where Scully says yeah, this is how I like my Mulder. Right, after he goes ranting and raving about uh having a one right. a two-sided debate by himself, because the the effect yes the, yeah. the 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 affection for the characters come through there, and there's also a little bit of that in him expressing concern about her going off alone and her right. rejoin yeah. her, just you know badass. You know, she takes down the whatever. Kumi-o yeah, you ends think up oh being. Mulder's gonna have to run and save her? Nope, nope. she's going handles it. it and and- she's like, I wanted to give you time alone with your wear monster. Like uh-huh. that. That was the stuff that hit. I don't understand why. So many people like so much of the lizard stuff. I thought okay. that stuff wore thin for after a while. Should we talk about... Yeah, we should get into
0: the the recap.
1: Uh, I will say that like, I'm going to call out these uh, the Easter eggs to other oh. X-Files episodes as I see them. But Vulture wrote a whole article breaking yeah. them down. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. There's so fucking many of them. There's it's... also a ton of good shit on our forum thread if you want to read that. Can I also There's... ask
0: how Darren Morgan became like a thing in the X-Files? Like, how Like, is he known for his work in the X-Files. What do you mean? He wrote four episodes out of a 202-episode run of the original series. Like, how does he become, like, a
1: big name in the X-Files? Uh, Probably because he wrote some of the better ones. I'm yeah, just guessing. Yeah, he, he did. He wrote the one with Peter Boyle. Okay, um, so that's The Last Repose of Clive somebody or other. Yeah, Clive. Uh, he also Staley. wrote The Host, which is The <laughs> Fluke Man. I mean, that was one of the classics of this. Sure. The, the scary ones.
0: Yeah. But, like, four out of 202 episodes, just... is.
1: It's strange to me that he's, like, a big name from hmm. the X-Files. Uh, hum- Yeah, about the... So, he... I don't know. It's, like... Uh, is there—is there examples of that? Like, Michelle McLaren. She wrote a lot direct, of episodes and... She directed. Or, or directed a lot of I don't think she directed, like, now. maybe one or two a season. But they're, like, noteworthy for being, like, action-oriented and good sense mm. of spatial action. Same thing with the Game of Thrones. She can... Still, that's, like, a tenth of the series, okay. right? Like... That's a much shorter run series. Like, she
0: wrote a lot more, or directed a lot more. Yeah. It's just, it's strange to me. I'm not, not saying his
1: stuff is not good. I think it's awesome, but and, he, and it's, it's weird. I guess maybe he's known for being the one that kind of is, uh, breaks the X-Files mold. Like, he's not afraid to do an episode of, like, you sure. know, uh, where the cockroaches try to take over the world, or things okay. of that nature. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm... I I don't have a great answer for you except for uh and also was it looks like he was a story editor which might imply that he had his hand in a lot more of the actual script work and mm-hmm. and and polishing than just the ones he got like one man credit for. Yeah.
0: All right, uh let's get into the recap. I'll start yeah. off with two people in the woods huffing paint. They hear some screaming. They go over to investigate and they see this monster, lizard monster attacking a man. Monster runs off and they see one dead man and another one alive but shaken, who's Kamal Nanjiani. Everybody knows him from so hot a right lot now. of stuff. Everything. He is, yeah. He's a hot comedian. He's in Silicon Valley. He's got his own X Files podcast. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's called the X Files Files.
1: Right. And he's also funny, like uh he's with some of the funnier stuff in Portlandia too. Okay. Like I still yeah. giggle when I think about his car salesman where he's talking about the Volvos, like, it's basically the default <laughs> setting for automobiles, Sure, know? sure. Do- doesn't he also do the, uh,
0: the, the waiter at the restaurant?
1: He does waiter at the restaurant, he does the cell phone, he does the cell, like, the a really annoying cell phone guy to try and sell you cell phones, he does a lot, and he works well with that Fred and Carrie type of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he did a pretty great job in this episode, too.
0: Sure. No, there, there's some
1: moments. And just the him. fact that you know he's a diehard X Files fan with a celebrity X Files cast makes it even yeah. more delicious. For sure. Uh, even though Reese Darby kind of steals the show. Now, these, speaking of War of the Corophages or Chorophages, whatever, the Cockroach episode, these, yeah. the two paint huffers were uh, junkies in from that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 stoners junkies whatever and i think that's yeah puffers and i think it's funny that there's like you know should you know should we be wasting our life doing this and there's kind of some interesting parallels between Mulder and Scully stuck in this circle and they're kind of you know man is this what i want to be doing sure another 20 years from now it's i, I thought that was pretty 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 sly
0: yeah uh, so we go to the back to their office and Mulder tells Scully that he's tired of chasing monsters they always turn out to be fakes uh she says, hey, here, I've got another case involving monsters. There are a couple of, I don't know, nods. I mean, the pencil thing has been nodded to before. Uh, but now he's got he's that's... got the poster, the I Want to Believe poster that he tore. Mm-hmm. We saw him tear in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. It's back on the wall. Scully said something about, like, that's my poster. Yeah, like she replaced it for him. I feel like she might have, yeah, got him a new one. Now he's fucking it
1: up again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just think, uh, just just an idea, uh, Mulder, if you get tired of chasing after Bigfoot, there's always the global conspiracy you could take a stab right? at blowing the lid off of. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, going back to that, that's the thing about Mulder that I never understood is how he can see and verify so much of this stuff
1: and then always doubt it the wonder, next episode. I wonder how you could structure. So this is part of this is like, you know, they've taken the same format. From the Silver Age of television where you had this, you know, X-Files was kind of like the missing link between episodic and serialized television. Mm-hmm. And they just brought it forward intact. I wonder if there's a way you could structure a plot where, you know, there's, a, 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 there's a, either a dead end or maybe Mulder and Scully think that they've got the lid on it. But then you find out that, no, they don't. I mean, so to give a plausible reason where they can kind of like, all right, we'll go back and do Bigfoot and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I would be I fine
0: with that. Just don't have them questioning... Whether or not they believe the things they well, saw, so, because so. they've
1: seen so much, I feel like that the, uh, the the dialogue here with Mulder is just a tad off. Because instead of bemoaning the fact that all this shit is fake and like everybody's figured it out and stuff, it should be bemoaning the fact that after all of his experiences, he doesn't have what people call hard evidence. And I also like the idea that sure, they're, I could buy they're that. they are nodding towards the, you know everyone does have cell phones now, and why can't you get good pictures? But mm-hmm. then they also kind of poke like, yeah, if you you got trying to take a rapid-fire photograph with your flash on your Mm -hmm. phone at night... Of a monster that's attacking you. While you're running, you're not going to get a lot of great evidence. I thought that was a really funny kind of inversion Uh of your expectations. But the the speech he gave, I felt like needed more like, I know shit's weird. I'm frustrated because so much you know it's, it turns out like you know back in the day like they're almost giving him a bad name with all these fakes yeah it's like back stuff, in the right? day any crazy person or person on drugs walked in the woods like that's a credible story like yeah. kind of uh and you didn't expect them to have evidence and all that stuff but now some of these people are discredited and there's so much stuff on the internet that the real stuff it's like trying to find a needle in the haystack like i felt like mm-hmm. they, they needed a finer sharper edge instead of him just like oh my job sucks and people don't take me seriously and i don't even know what's real anymore yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So they go out to the crime scene, and Scully kind of lays out all. Although the Although I also like the nod to him being he started in the FBI as a criminal profiler. When she starts saying like, "Hey, we might have a serial killer," he's like, "Oh, Scully, I gave up profiling before I gave up monsters. Like, yeah. you've seen one serial killer, you've seen them all." Sure, Which kind you of, say the same about monsters? Honestly, is that, is that <laughs> shots fired to Hannibal?
0: I, probably not. Mm. I don't know. That movie's too old to matter. I'm talking about the TV series. Oh, okay, I don't know. haven't okay. seen it. Uh, so they go to the crime scene. Scully lays out all the evidence as she does. Uh, Mulder kind of dismisses it all as uninteresting, explains it away as lions or wolves or bears are all sure. at the same time. Sure. Which is the way he would prefer to go out, which mm-hmm. I thought was particularly funny. I could see that. Uh, and then they go to this truck stop where uh, a woman's attacked by the monster, and Mulder and Scully interview her. And this this same animal control guy who got attacked in the first scene is out there hunting the monster. Mm-hmm. And they find another body. They hear the monster making noise. They chase it. M- Mulder's got this camera that he's not, this this camera on his phone, camera phone, whatever. Sure. That he's not quite sure how to operate. Uh-huh. Is just taking pictures indiscriminately constantly. Uh-huh. <laughs> also filming video, I guess. Scully
1: draws a gun. Mulder draws a cell phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they, they run off after the
0: monster. Uh the monster attacks, runs into this portal it uh there's nothing in there but a man when they open the door and the camera pans around to reveal horns on his neck.
1: Mhm. Ooh. I liked also I, I, I thought another fun funny thing was when Kumail uh st- like instantly went into like well have you tried fiddling with the settings mode like he just went into yeah. like kind of text support <laughs> so like an idea- sure. I, I sure. thought that was playing with funny. stereotypes a little. What bit? do you think about the trans woman prostitute? What about her? just that situation.
0: Uh I thought it was good to set up the jokes about modern society that they set up later on.
1: Yeah, I felt like it was a little regressive. Not like maybe offensively like so but a little stereotype or a little like later know, on when they're making the joke about Mulder trying to explain scene, it to this, like this, yeah, it's, it's a little no. stereotypy. Okay. in service of a joke, which is kind of betrayal. like... And not like terribly so, but like, you know, this feels like something that might have played five years ago, definitely ten mm-hmm. years ago, but nowadays it's like, uh And I don't know if it's worth it for the all one-off uh, him wanting to transition from lizard to man or man to lizard kind of thing later on. Yeah, I'd, well, we'll talk about that joke. I, I
0: think there's more to it there than just the transitioning from lizard to man thing. Okay. Uh, but we this this guy in the portalette
1: is Reese Darby, the guy who obviously is so, the the wear monster and of course i haven't seen flight of the concord so i don't understand seen, everyone's fascination with him have you
0: seen yes man with jim carrey i have but i don't remember him being in the movie he's in the he's the bank he's he's the friend oh, is uh, he? who gives him like the loan at the but bank is he an australian no he's new zealand so now you've heard a new zealand accent which you were unfamiliar with before huh it's it's a variation like they're they're variations on each other, right? Sure. Like, kind of similar, but I I view the New Zealand thing as a little bit more
1: it's kind of the drawn difference between out, like Quebecian French and like France French. Okay, yeah. And you know, it's like there is I couldn't I I couldn't tell you or articulate the difference. I imagine it's a difference between like a midwestern accent and like a Central Texas accent. It's it's right. more subtle than like an outsider could could tell you, but that mm. you can definitely hear the difference between them. Sure. New, yeah, New Zealand's so. like a little bit twee.
0: Yeah, I, they're a little whinier to me, like a little.
1: Yeah, they just
0: they they go a little more overboard with the accent. Yeah, I, I saw you know, a as, screen
1: cap from Flight to Concords where they're, the guys themselves were describing the difference. It's like our accent. They said the Australians are like our accent only more evil. <laughs> okay, <laughs> more evil. Which is funny because as an American, like the stereotype of Australians is they're like friendly, open, plain talking. Like I evil's the last thing I would associate with an Australian accent. Okay, but the New Zealanders scumbags one and all
0: <laughs> yeah anyway i i like this guy a lot from mostly from flight of the concords he's hilarious uh so we go to scully doing an autopsy on the latest victim while Mulder is showing her all these really shitty pictures that he's taken on his phone of the monster he's theorizing about it being a lizard man finally she's like you know what you should go back to the hotel mm-hmm. and just relax you've had a long day mm-hmm. uh is, anything in this scene?
1: Uh, I just I love the video of him getting sk- blood right. shot out of his eyeballs <laughs> and Scully, screaming, and... and that's the thing, Scully being so dismissive, and out, at almost the exact time I said out loud, "But what about the horn?" Because I know about the horn toad squirting blood, uh-huh. and Mulder said the same thing, and I felt like you know that weird, satis- smug satisfaction, yeah. you know, when you're like on on the same wavelength. There's also her line about the, the internet is not good for you,
0: <laughs> which I can imagine. Sure. Plus, the thing is, there's Mulder's always been an on a, 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 a,
1: a ongoing joke about Mulder being a pervert.
0: Okay.
1: And I'm imagining, really? yeah, oh yeah, there's been a lot. That's that's a that's a that's a undercurrent in the throughout the X Files of like uh, what Mulder kind being, of pervert? Uh, like Clyde, uh, the the guy, the final repose of Clyde is a Buckman.
0: Yeah, Bruck- the guy Bruckman who can see some... people's
1: death—he predicts oh, that Mulder it. will die of auto erotic asphyxiation. Okay, and they're talking about like his uh, adult TV rental history and like just some of the. There's just I can't remember it at all, but I remember that's one of the <laughs> huh. steady undercurrents of X Files that he's kind of a, a pervy dude. What you expect a, a young man that's been a bachelor for that long?
0: Yeah, sure. He
1: probably gets you know a little crazy, and with the internet, you know, nowadays. Yeah, yeah who knows what it's he's not got. good for him. It's it's all lizard people pouring all the time. Dinosaurs fucking. <laughs> uh-huh. Edward penis hands. He's he's all the classics. <laughs> that is a classic, for sure. Sure.
0: Uh so at the hotel, Mulder hears the manager screaming. He runs in to investigate uh the room where where we know that the we find out that the lizard monster was staying. Yeah. Uh he finds this hidden passage which has views into each of the hotel rooms. Uh, motel rooms, I think, is more accurate. Sure. This is not a hotel, hotel about this Mm-mm. place. Mm-mm. Uh, Mulder demands that the manager tells him what he saw in the room, and it turns out to be the man from the portalette turning into a monster. Sure. The very monster. Uh, a lot of references here. A lot of really funny stuff. I mean, just this hotel manager, motel manager, drinking straight rubbing alcohol, as far as I can tell. okay. Uh, He's a pretty ridiculous character to begin with. And then you got Mulder running around through the back passages, pulls pulls the eyes out of a
1: fox, and yeah. sticks his face into it, and starts looking into the room. That visual was very funny. Yeah, I loved it. But it's also warring with the idea, is like, this... This shit with the creepy manager is stuff that really happens. Like you know that people do that. Sure, it's a disturbing idea, and like it's always light of. always bothered me somewhat when you take disturbing reality and you play it for laughs. Like getting kicked in a crotch, you want to laugh at that? Fine, that's a disturbing reality eh. of its own. I'm not slipping so and falling it. on ice and all that stuff. But yeah, it's like it's I, I don't know. I'm I'm getting getting i guess too old. I don't know. I'm not bothered by that stuff. I getting too I old. I'm, I'm getting too old for it, because I, I feel You're like... you having
0: a midlife comedy crisis? Know, is I'm that thinking, what's going uh, on? You know, it's like, I was like
1: what if there are some dudes in Oregon, they own mot- no-tell motels, and they've got these systems set up? Uh, Without a doubt, there are. Does that validate their... Do they think, oh, everybody's laughing, this is fun, this is something harmless, or do they... Or am I making a big... Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Well, there? they
0: clearly say that it's a bad thing that's happening, right? Like the guy knows the jig is up as soon as he's caught, Mulder's like, right. "Sure, I could bust you. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to." Right. Uh that's not what I'm here for. But there's bad things like, you know, uh like speeding is bad, but everyone does it,
0: arguably, yeah. And
1: then like you've got like if 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 let's say like uh, a creeper that was grabbing women's asses in the subway, sure if that's played... If, if that's put in, like, a humorous light. I don't know that that's a great thing. Because... Uh, it's fucking comedy. It's fucking comedy. G- get, give it a break. I don't know like, that I should.
0: Okay, so Lenny Bruce is a horrible person. Uh, Louis C.K. is a terrible person. Like, comedians... Comedy is a thing to itself.
1: I think there's a the difference... And it can when, deal with edgy I think subjects. the difference between Louis C.K. and some of those other guys is where the... Who are the let who they are letting off the hook, and who they're giving passes to in their comedy, and that's where I think that people that are being transgressive in comedy, that's like the thing is is like where are you you know that's a weapon, uh, are you are where where are you pointing it at? You know, it's the difference between being, bully, sure. being being Batman and a bully is who you're punching, right? So sure, like yeah. letting giving giving a pervert that's that's wired his suntan salon. For, you know, lights and sounds we so can post it on the Internet and be like, ha ha, this is something we expect you to do and shame on us for checking in. Into- I don't know. That's that's you know, I don't want to be labor to point. OK, because I'm sure a lot of people are lost their patience with it. about Five years sure. ago.
0: Uh, the other reference here is when this guy is telling the story about the monster. He he looks into Mulder's room and he sees Mulder splayed out on the bed in a red speedo. Yeah. Uh which is from a season two episode called Dwayne Barry. Uh, I don't I don't think this one was written by uh Morgan. Mm-mm. But it's it's definitely a reference that a lot of X
1: Files fans appreciate. Yeah. I thought it's I don't No, it. no end of no end of animated gifs of Mulder right. with dripping wet walking out. I have Red seen
0: Speedo. far more of Mulder than I ever cared. Sure, to sure. At this point, yep. Uh, so Mulder goes to Scully and has this debate with himself about what the monster might be. Uh, finally, he kind of gives up. He's he's backed himself into a corner, and he's just like, I know, I know. He gives up. Scully says. uh, or, or he shows Scully the medication that he stole out of uh, Reese Darby's room. Right. And says, hey, we can use this to track him down. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Finally, you come up with a truly valuable investigative uh line of of reasoning
1: although i gotta say that um in his long one you know two-sided argument he had with himself and he's talking about all these theories about gmo experiments or genetic manipulation and werewolf legends and scientific paradigms i would could alien hybrid be slipped in there Sure, like again to tie it back Certainly. to like be, maybe being excited that, hey, maybe this does tie into the overall existential threat we're investigating I, It's like you all, all you could be is like, or you know human alien hybrids, which has been kind of hot lately i mean i that, that's I was waiting for it because I'm like, this is really funny, I like what he's doing, yeah, but then just its it seemed like it's such a, a layup. They could have just you know let alone a slam dunk, they could have just thrown that in there and tightened it up immeasurably.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, the other th- the other I'll thing they could have done is not have Scully boulderizing, just fuck up one of the best sayings of all time. Sure, bat crap crazy is not a saying. I'm sorry, Fox. It's just not a thing. It's, no one says that. Uh, your grandma might say it. A kindergarten no. teacher might say. No, it. No, she'd say that's that's bunk or that's poop or yeah. That. She wouldn't even say crap
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's the same kind of sin that they committed on The Walking Dead When Rick said they don't know who they're Screwing fooling, with, screwing yeah. with. Yeah. It's so stupid
0: it's so, Everyone like if you knows if what if you're Fox trying won't let to you say, say Just fucking say it If
1: Fox it. won't let you say shit on 8pm Then air it at 10pm They won't right. let you say shit at 10pm Change the line Because bat crap yes. slash bat poop Or whatever they would come up that's not bat shit Is mm-hmm. just dumb
0: it just takes me out of the scene. It makes me go, well, they obviously had to ride around Fox's... Yeah. ...bullshit. Yeah. So... Anyway, Mulder goes to visit the psychologist who treated the, the wear monster Guy, as he's known. mm mm-hmm. uh, He recounts this fairy tale about a monster who can only be killed by stabbing it in the appendix is that, is with this green his glass. Is this his go-to therapeutic technique? What? Just to say... Just to recount a, te- your a fairy tale? Life,
1: like, once your life ends, it'll be okay? Oh. I don't know. Like I, I just felt like there. This guy seemed to exist only to advance the plot, and there's and, a couple and to be funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he succeeded in the latter either. Uh I thought he was quirky enough to be funny, and also to give a lead for Mulder to investigate by going to the cemetery. And sure. But no, yeah. I, I, I didn't like the scene.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of sort of fortuitous. Uh, meetings I guess in this episode like the final scene yes I want to talk about that (laughs) we'll talk about it but sure sure there are a lot of things that are there literally just to advance the story Mm -hmm. uh I don't know. I thought some of the lines where he's like, oh, I doubt this medicine did him any good. And Mulder's like, why?
1: Yeah. You seem pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's very, it's, like well, guys... on the subject
1: of Louis C.K., it's like it reminds me of the interactions he has with his doctor. It's like, you know, my back hurts. Well, you're you're forty 49 years old, and we just evolved from apes like 100,000 years ago. You need yeah. another 100,000 years, and then your spine probably mm-hmm. won't hurt. But right now, like, you should treat every second that your back doesn't hurt as a precious gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just what happens. It's, yeah, it's like it's just a matter of fact and, you know, the, delivering the harsh truth that, that people don't want to hear, but it's the truth.
0: Yeah, so he he tells him the story um, of that and also how his client, Guy Mann, was convinced that he was turning into a were-lizard when the moon is full. So, sure. so Mulder gets kind of an earful there. And then Scully calls Mulder to tell him that she found Guy Mann working at the phone store. Mm-hmm. And by the time Mulder shows up, Guy's gone. He's flipped the tables uh, and ran out the door. Mulder chases after him, finds him in a cemetery, just randomly. Like, he went that way. Yeah. Okay. I guess I found him in a cemetery. Yes. And he talks with Guy, who tries to get Mulder to kill him. Mulder agrees to kill him if he tells him the whole story. And then they talk for 20 minutes about the existential nature of humanity and the story of him actually being bit by a human and turning it or turning into a human, not a lizard. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I love the twist. I love the twist. And this whole story is fucking hilarious, top to bottom, but yes. damn, it was literally half the episode.
1: Your 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 comment it's it's a twenty minute conversation is the entire thing that's wrong with the scene. It just goes on for too fucking long. Like I, it's, yeah. it's like all the ideas individually are good, like a guy who goes to a cell phone store and he's talking about gigabits and megaflops, and no one corrects him because they don't know better. Right. That's funny. Mm-hmm. His idea about like, "Oh, please kill me before I have to go back to work because I can't stand another day." That's uh-huh. fun. Like all the observations of a lizard man who has been in hibernation yeah. for the last 10,000 years are funny. Pick the best three and run with those. Mm, I don't no. need to see the entire episode seen through the lizard's man's eye for it to to land. I felt like it really it really drugged.
0: Yeah, I so let's talk a little bit about the getup that that Reese Darby's wearing. Okay, he's wearing this stripey jacket, uh, this particular type of hat, straw hat that I don't know the name of, um, but this is an outfit that the main character in a series from the seventies, I think, called Kolchak: The Night Stalker. Which
1: the, the Chris main Carter character has cited as one of his influences for the X Files, so. yeah,
0: huge influence for the X Files. The main character wears this getup in the episodes; okay. it's kind of his uniform, right? Uh, so they thought it was funny to just put him in that. Sure. Um, I the other thing that I found out is that this was a treatment for the reboot of that show called The Night Stalker from the '90s. Um, th- this script was a treatment that that was never produced and was kind of recycled for X-Files by Morgan. Uh-huh. So, like, maybe maybe this... I, I don't know how long that show was. If that was a 30-minute episode um, for the Night Stalker, it might have made more sense as a 30-minute thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he kind of just shoehorned, instead of Kolchak and Reed, he put in Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. Because it was a funny episode. I enjoyed it. It was just... Knowing that irks me a
1: little bit. Did you get the Kim Mather, uh, or not Mather, Mathers Manners reference in the yeah, graveyard? Yeah. Because I I knew that going in. <clears throat> and if you recall, uh, I believe there's a dedication to her, in, or not her, him, Jesus, uh, in yeah. season two of uh, Breaking Bad, which we just covered last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he is one of the producers of the show. He also directed, um, or maybe maybe just produced uh I had to produce credit for fifty two episodes, maybe directed. I don't know.
0: I think he directed some.
1: But yeah. he's a big, big part of the Villa Gang, obviously, a big part of uh, Chris Carter's crew, and I thought it was nice to see uh you know David Duchovny's touch of like putting the flowers and just kind of way he yeah. he it's like it was if you knew what's going on it was meaningful, and if you didn't, it didn't interfere with the episode.
0: It made sense in the the context. An epitaph. Too. Let's kick sure. it in
1: the ass. I guess is what he would say. That was kind of like his, yeah. you know, when you have the break. It's like, all right, let's do this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other tombstone is a guy named Jack Hardy, who was an assistant director on Millennium and Lone Gunman.
1: I didn't. Shit. And I guess he, I did. You went.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that one. I didn't either. Uh, that was in the Vulture article. Mm. Um, but I guess he was like kind of beloved um, among those groups. And in the the Quebec filming scene or something like that, so... Yeah. uh, They did a little tribute to a couple people there. Right on. Which is cool. Uh, I really love the moment, speaking of things that are funny in this scene, the moment where, you know, he he smashes a bottle, he tries to get him to kill him. Mulder's like, tell me your story. And he pulls out the, the second bottle from his
1: coat jacket. Right. And then, later on, Mulder pulls out a third bottle yes. from his own jacket. Yes, I thought that was actually... The first time I watched it, I thought he was just pulling out what the... But no, like, everyone's going it's around in this green bottle, bottle of right. bourbon. I thought that was just a hilarious little touch. Because, <laughs> yeah, sure, Mulder would be <laughs> a borderline alcoholic at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about with this story. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like I said, it's it's literally asking us to think about how ridiculous to wear whatever. Like, you know, it's like, if you think, you know, a person transformed into the wolf and suddenly they have all the instinctive animal memories and they're that perfect balance, like, it right. stands a reason that a lizard that would turn into a human would be able to speak uh-huh. and and not even take, like... And lie about his sex life. Yeah, like, he and would have all of the scene. instinctive things that humans can do and be able to communicate. Like, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's very funny in that kind of... Bending your expectations, kind of way. Yeah, and it bent Mulder's expectations too, right? He's kind of the audience in a
0: way, sure. where he's like, like, I had a sudden urge to go out and and Mulder's like, "Go out and kill," right? Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's are like, you I'm so about? mad,
1: I've resorted to murder, and then he uh-huh. finds out it's because he ordered a cow, and right, and you know, just like little absurdities. Like, it's funny that he pointed out, like, why can't you go through a drive through on foot? Sure. I had yeah. someone. I went through a drive through on it's bicycle once, that you can't. and I was. I was chided. They mm-hmm. gave me the food and everything, but I was I was chided and re- and told not to do it again. I'm like, yeah, why the What's fuck the difference? not? You're gonna I'm, hand I'm it on, through my window. I'm on two wheels. <laughs> uh, can I do this on my motorcycle? Does it have to run on gasoline? Like, what right. exactly is right. the? Um, I'm on my Segway. Can I do it? <laughs> but it's like you know, it's like you get in the writers' room. You brainstorm these ideas. Take again. Take the best two or three and and mm-hmm. roll with it. Which maybe. The fact that they went like maybe they're too in love with the idea or maybe the episode there wasn't enough there there that's what i'm thinking like in which in case my solution would be instead of having you know scully treating Mulder like he's an overworked dad who needs a vacation from the family and like oh no go and be with put Mulder and scully back together again like that's there There wasn't nearly enough Mulder and scully interaction in this episode
0: yeah no i'm i'm with you but you know it, it does have reason in the plot i I just like it does end abruptly. It's mm-hmm. just like you think there's going to be this chase again, and that they're going to have to find this serial killer. Nope. Uh, in the next scene, Mulder drinks till he passes out. He uh, gets a call from Scully. She says she's at the animal shelter. What did you
1: think about his ringtone being X Files? That really cr- uh, made me cringe. It's a that's some community level shit. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like a drama. It, yeah,
0: it feels like this thing that's a little too self-referential and only I feel, breaking the fourth wall, that sort of stuff. It's
1: it only, that's not what X Files does. Yeah, it, it only the humor only works when it takes itself seriously, and that was just I I, may, I I feel like I'm such an old person just grousing about everything, but it did bother me, man. Mm-hmm. Fox Mulder has the X Files ringtone on his phone. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it's meta. I'd, I don't know. Like it'd be one it's thing' just if, a joke it'd be audience. one thing if x files was a remake of a seventies british sci fi series and it had a different theme right. song it was totally different from the American version and on season ten. one of the main things has it's kind of like when Boston legal anytime uh Denny Crane would answer would uh, he'd get a text it would make the communicator flipping noise from the old s- classic series sure that's funny that's, if it that's... played the Boston legal theme song, it would be stupid and I, yeah I don't it's, know. it's meta and they they maybe got a little
0: too cute on that i thought so i'm kind of with you all right um where was i oh yeah he she uh scully calls up from the animal it. control shelter uh Mulder's looking through pictures on his phone of this monster and a dog tries to bite scully which triggers this this thought in Mulder's head oh my god there are bite marks on this monster they're human teeth it must be a human biting uh this lizard monster his story is true and he runs off to the animal
1: shelter, where right. he finds Scully's handled the situation. Yep, she just whipped this guy. I mean, yeah. it looked bad <laughs> because he got her in that like uh, right. strangulation, but device she had an arm in, she had the arm tell, in, yep. and uh, he didn't she, have good purchase. Yeah, she whipped. Uh, I, I believe Dana, uh, Dana Scully, can whip that animal control officer's ass. I gotta say, she's been the he's, Quantico. He's a fair serial killer. He's a
0: terrible animal control guy. Like, he, everything gets away from him. Everything.
1: Yeah. The, the were-monster, Scully, he's badass. I also think fun, it's a funny idea that there's a serial killer who is afraid of the... He's a monster, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also afraid of this other monster. And also, what is it... So, his bite... Right. Like that, What's that special about like, this I, serial I, killer? I spent a lot of time like, huh. So, his bite... And and when the dog bit Scully, I'm like, is, is that dog unknowingly transforming into a person? Like, when, when we were looking at him playing with this puppy, uh, and sometimes it showed that he transformed into a lizard person, I had in mind that, like, from his perspective, maybe what happened is he turned into a lizard monster and the puppy turned into a person. Uh-huh. Like, but also, it's like, they're all... Uh, he, I... I the series also tells you stop thinking about it because yeah. even Mulder's like, I'm trying to look for some kind of internal logic. He's like, there is none. There's not even external logic. So, mm-hmm. you know, stop stop worrying about it, nerd, is what Darren Morgan's saying to you. I suppose so. Uh,
0: we've, we've missed a bunch of other references in the meantime. There's, there's stuff with, like, Scully being immortal. Uh, I guess that's in this scene where she says it. Um, th- But, like, him shouting Dagoo after his dog, Yeah, we missed that. That's the name of one of the characters in Moby Dick. And so is Queequeg, which is Scully's dog from previous episodes. From the of,
1: episode of uh, the from final repose Clyde, of Clyde Buckman. Clyde Bruckman. So, yeah. And, and so is the the fact that when she asks him at the end of the or not in the end of the episode, because uh, he dies in the end of this episode. But she asks him, you know, what do you see, how do you see me dying? He says, yeah. you don't. Now, it's funny, because I read an interview with Morgan, and he said, I never intended people to think that that was means that she never died. Right. I intended that to be like, you're such a nice person that I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not going to lay that burden on you. And I'm like, really, dude? You're writing an episode of the X-Files. Did you not have any indication of the fan base? Like, you really didn't think that uh-huh. would be interpreted that way? Sure, yeah. I get it. I mean, he thought it was just going to be a little joke. Then the fans ran with it. Yeah, I mean, I took it as gospel that she's some. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, she has alien DNA. Like, it's who possible. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, with her.
0: So now I guess it's just—is it canon or is that another like Darren Morgan doing his thing, just winking and nodding at the audience and kind of riling them up a little?
1: I have no idea. Does Scully believe it in this scene? She obviously is joking, I think. I think so. I yeah. think so. I don't think she literally believes it as well. Okay. And also, it's like, what does immortal mean? Like, is she h- immortal in the Highlander sense of the word? Mm-hmm. Like, it, that she can die, but it has to be some kind of specific way? Is she Or immortal? in the lizard monster sense of the word? Like, right. Like, 10,000 years of hibernation, and she comes back, and like... Right. Sure. I mean, a lot of people use the word immortal, and they don't know what they're talking about. Like, I, you know... you. <gasps> You hate you hate the mighty Thor. It's like, right. is he a god or isn't he? If he's, he's a god, he if, can't die. What's if he's immortal, he literally can't when die. When Odin's on his deathbed, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, yeah. So there's a little bit of that, you know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't have a great answer for it. Sure. Oh, we also missed, like, the fact that, you know, uh, the outrageous sex story he tried. I thought that was pretty funny because it did bring a little bit into Mulder being offended like yeah, like, his relationship with Scully.
0: Like yeah, that's you, what Scully he doesn't do. This the I whole don't believe story. It.
1: Yeah, and like that's what caused him to doubt the rest of the story. He's like, oh, he's just bullshitting me. Right.
0: And it, I, I really felt like everyone was engaged in this episode in a way that I didn't feel in the first two. Right, like everybody's just having more fun filming this thing. David Duchovny's on his game. Everyone Jillian says Anderson that I, is. I
1: don't see it. I really, think, really I really think that these people's. I I, I I think there's something wrong in David Duchovny's face. Honestly, I really do. <laughs> I mean, there might be, but I still think. And he's also, I the will say that like Scully's had this like you know three pack a day smoker voice for the first two episodes, mm, and I yeah. think it's because she was trying to inject a really world weary outlook. So she was just really croaking through her lines, whereas in this one. Uh, and that's always been interesting because, like, if you listen to Gillian Anderson interviewed, she's very bubbly and giggly, and, like, her laugh is the best thing ever. Hmm. And X-Files, she's always very subdued. Ver- like, you don't get a lot of that energy. Um, and here I thought you got, you know, she huh. she actually was allowed to put or decided for an acting choice to put more of that energy, and she sounded a hell of a lot less croaky. Um, that's interesting because I feel like the opposite about David Duchovny
0: I honestly like he is just this low key cool guy in real life, and to get him out of that shell and to get him to do something where he's wide eyed and excited in this episode
1: Hmm.
0: was not a stretch for
1: him, but just out of the ordinary stretch for his face. (laughs) But (laughs) wide eyed, Uh, no, I I think everyone has said that like you know, oh David Duchovny slept well for the first two episodes, he comes alive in this. I didn't I didn't see it, and I looked for it. That's something you know. My my hero but Alan Sepinwall was saying. Like I just I feel like their performances huh. are roughly the same. It's just like really the, the the dialogue was better written and it wasn't as patently ridiculous, huh? And I okay. feel like this, so that makes everyone think that it's 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 almost like a vi, it's that visual trick where you've got. You know the three logs that have the vanishing lines in a distance, and it's like one looks longer, but then if you do, a ru- they're all the no, it's all the same performance. It's just this episode everyone likes more, so it feels like the people are more engaged. Okay, uh, I mean that's maybe possible. Uh, I I don't know that I agree
0: hundred percent, but like I could see where
1: I know no one else does. Like everyone is saying the same thing you're saying, and and and. Uh, but I if just, you're, as I a viewer, having it. more fun watching the show, you might yeah. read more into that. And honestly, uh, that. here's the other thing. I wonder, uh, mm-hmm. because of everyone's biases being what they are, I was really looking forward to this episode. Everyone's saying what a great return to form it was. Yeah. And I wonder if my expectations... The same reason I actually liked the first episode a lot more than I think the vast... Because I was expecting it to be just horseshit. Right. Yeah. And I found the humor and the absurdity... This I was really expecting, like a bad blood, and I got not you know, like if if bad blood's an A plus version of the fan service, fan worship, X Files, this is like a C plus. I was expecting an A minus, B plus, and I got the C, and and that fucked with me. So now I feel like I hate, I don't like it as much as everyone, and I'm the odd man out again. So you you know the thing that this because I'm very susceptible to expectations. I found that out about myself. So I I think this episode is valuable to me as a viewer
0: in that it reset my expectations for the rest of the series. Sure, Uh, the rest of this run is going to happen, right? I was hoping, like coming out of episode two, I was disappointed that it wasn't more uh, like mythology stuff, right? Like, where is this conspiracy? I want to really dig into that now. My hands are up in the air. I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. just here for the ride. Sure. At this point, like a 24 type thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not going to take it all too Next seriously. Next week, President Grandpa comes in right. and, and fucks Bigfoot in his tidy whiteies
1: <laughs> and bites Mulder. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tur- turns, Who knows? turns him into Jack Bauer. <laughs> It'd be funny they got Keith for Sutherland and he's just straight face being Fox Mulder. It would be, and Mulder's looking in the mirror, screaming, turning into Keeper. Let this be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> and Skull is like, "There's something about this. Is not how I like my Mulder." He drinks himself as he, sho- he as as he's shoving himself, a towel yeah. down a man's throat and saying he's going to rip his digestive system. But this is not how I like my Mulder. You got to get to the this appendix. This is not how I like you my gotta Mulder. You got to get
0: that all the way to the appendix.
1: <laughs> you have to stay. Yeah, got I got I to get this. I got to get this towel down to your appendix. Oh man. Oh man, that would. Be so good. that's it.
0: Mulder goes out to the woods, somehow finds the wear monster out
1: there, guy. And they don't even bother to give any kind of plausible reason for him to just go right out there. Just, I mean, in the middle of the fucking woods. Like Mulder could have said, I looked up your phone shack records and you checked out this thing and I GPS tracked. Just, nope, you're just Did he return to the
0: scene of the crime? Is that maybe. Maybe. The guy just lives around there, that's But there again,
1: when Mulder stepped, I would have loved a little bit of, how did you know to find me here? Mulder's like, well, profiling 101, perpetrators like to return to the scene of the crime. It could have been ironic or whatever, but like something. Yeah, just a nod at how how unlikely
0: it is to find him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those kind of things always irk me. Um, I did like the physical performance of the lizard man. In fact, I thought that's I don't <laughs> that little jump and kick oh, in the air yeah, as he's that running little away, jaunty skip, and uh-huh. also him freak like the way he was kind of like Huckleberry Finn in it, where he's just I'm just a naked lizard man chilling out here with my little hayseed in my mouth, uh-huh. and then when his reaction to seeing. Kumail, Chaw, you know, it, like, it seems like it's a primal scream, and we see it from the Huffer's perspective, but it's almost like just him, like, ah, just yeah. being. <laughs> yeah. They lizard. really change the perspective there yeah. and, and do a lot with that. That humor worked. Yeah. That humor worked. I feel like they take 10 minutes out from the graveyard scene and they give 10 minutes of Mulder and Scully interacting in a. You know, not just Mulder kvetching about how much his life sucks, blah, blah, blah. My life's mission is a joke, blah, blah, blah. So do something there, and this would have been, I would agree, all time. Because the comedy is really on point. Solid. There's really some good belly laughs. It's just the X-Files fandom is like, man, a lot of this doesn't make sense in the larger context of my history with these characters and what I wanted out of me personally, what I wanted out of—if you're servicing me as a fan—yeah, no, it totally feels like they did exactly what they did, which is rip a script from another show
0: and insert these characters. I, I, I really wish that hadn't been the case. But what are you going to do? That's it for the episode. It is. Yeah, I think we got all the references in there. I think we got all the. Oh, uh, we
1: got there's lots more, and again, I'll post lots more. Oh, Jesus! I'll, I'll post okay. the I'll post the uh, vulture. Actually, there's probably not a lot more. I think we didn't. The, like there's something with the porta potties stuff, but but I'll, I'll post the mm-hmm. uh, the vulture article. It's worth a read. There's also some people on the forums have posted some uh, interviews with Darren Morgan by Kumail uh, okay. Nagant N- Johnny Nanjiani. Nanjiani Um That I'll also post the show notes if you're interested in you know f- checking out uh, his X Files Files podcast. Yeah. And because it's, it's, I don't know if he's to. covering
0: the new stuff. As of last week, he hadn't got around to it. I, I think, but he he's a busy guy. To,
1: but his schedule—it's yeah. probably something. But on the other hand, if I had a choice between podcasting on the X Files and starring in an X Files episode, right. I'd probably go with the latter. Right? Yeah. So I'm with you. What kind of character? Like, what would you, if you could be an uh, an X Files like you know guest of the week? Oh, what, would man. you would you like to be a monster? Would you like to be like a nerdy? I think I'd like to technician? be the skeptic.
0: I'd like to be someone who sides with Scully against Mulder.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and then maybe I turn out to be a monster who's just trying to hide his his activities.
1: <laughs> Best of both worlds, there. I wonder if we could uh, if uh, if like if this continues to be something that works out for us over the next few years. I wonder if like on season fifteen <laughs> of the X Files, if we could have like if we could be the new lone gunman. Right. We're Season like podcasters breaking, and we do a paranormal podcast, mm-hmm. and we're like Newton Mulder's new Deep Throat. All right, yeah. So
0: He's, he's 90. He's
1: been taking lessons from the Smoky <laughs> Man. His face is coming off. All of our faces are dripping <laughs> off like that one kid in the Institute, sure. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, just a quick word on how you can support here, us here at Bald Move and also some content notes. Uh, next week starts Better Call Saul. And Walking Dead coverage because we're going to have the preview podcast for them to return the following week. Uh, we're pretty excited about Better Call Saul. We're leery <laughs> of The Walking Dead. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but that yeah. starts next week. So if you'd like to get the feedback, uh, hit up those pages on our website at baldmove.com and find out. Uh, well, fuck, it's, it's Better Call Saul at baldmove.com and Walking Dead at baldmove.com, uh, respectively, if you want to send feedback on those. And also, uh, support-wise, uh, still could uh, use your iTunes reviews. If you're on iTunes and you like our podcast, give us some stars and some kind words. We'd really uh, appreciate it. It helps us build the network up. And then if you want to monetarily support us and get the sweet ad-free podcast and the video feeds of our recordings of the podcast, uh, go to com. Find out how you can directly support Bald Move and get a bunch of premium features and cool stuff and feel good that you're supporting Two Guys in the Sweatpants podcast about television. (laughs) Uh, Secondly, you can go, if you like to shop on Amazon, uh, I do. I count myself amongst the many Amazon devotees. I got a package I'm waiting for today. Do you? Yep. I bet you do, big boy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's in a red Speedo. Is <laughs> it John Hamm?
0: And Tidy Whitey is delivered directly to me.
1: It's uh, You can go to Amazon.BaldMove.com. That redirects you right to Amazon, and you've got our affiliate link pre-embedded into your session, and anything you buy using that link uh, helps support Bald Move, and it's not it's, it's not nothing. Like a lot of people like, Oh, what I? No, we get like a third of our operating revenue from the Amazon affiliate stuff. So it definitely helps. And it's awesome. And if you're a furner, uh, you can go to com and check out all the different affiliate links that we've got for Canada and France and Spain and Germany and Japan and the UK. New
0: Zealand. Do we have a New Zealand Probably one? not. No. Probably uh, not.
1: Okay. Uh, Uh, so but but uh yeah maybe maybe there's an australian i think there's an australian yeah Mm. it's at the mercy of what we could sign up for with the banking policies at the time yeah but uh, all that stuff adds up and adds up to above average podcasts uh, if i don't say so myself (laughs) uh so there there's the pitch if you don't like to hear it club.ballmove.com and you can make these ads go away now on the feedback Dan from Philly says, I don't know what you guys' take on this week's episode is, but I loved it. From the Carl Kolk-Chak Night Stalker wardrobe of the wear lizard to the commentary on each of our everyday lives, it was spot on. I know a lot of folks want the whole conspiracy angle, and while I love that aspect of the show, the Monster of the Week episodes, when done right, were some of my faves. After all, with only a six-episode run, why not have it be full of fan service? I'm sure the final couple of episodes will be back to the whole... Dark government thing. I only hope Frank Black makes an appearance for us Millennium fans. Um, what's your opinion? See, so you seem... I'm of the opinion that they could use an episode of fan service out of six episodes. it probably work better as a 10-episode thing. You thought that if you only have six episodes, you don't have the time to do this fan service. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely how I felt. Now, like I
0: said, I throw my hands up. Who knows what the fuck they're going to do, but... Yeah, uh, honestly, if, if I was thinking, like, X-Files reboot, six episodes, yeah. I'm thinking a lot more mythological stuff. Maybe it's some Monsters of the Week, but more, like, the investigative sort of I just
1: stuff. feel like if you've had seven years to think about, because if you're Chris Carter, mm. like, I imagine if we ever, if Bald Move ever decides to fold under and we're not doing it anymore, and, and like, you know, I'm every once in a while I'm in, I'm in his shower before I go to my job, I'm thinking about if Bald Move ever relaunched, what would it be like? <laughs> okay. And if seven years later we relaunch Bald Move, I would expect that like you'd come back with like a ball of fire and something to say. Mm. It is a little disappointing that Chris Carter feels like he spent just the last few months thinking about what this is going to be like and, and slapping it all together. Instead of, it, you've it, got these long-time yeah. X-Files diehard people who've worked with it forever, and this is what they come back to with. It's a little disappointing.
0: Yeah, and I guess, like, time hasn't changed the X-Files, right? Like, aside from the conspiracies changing sure. uh, scope a little bit and smartphones being invented, sure. like, that's kind of all that's happened with the X-Files. Right, yeah. And in some ways that's good, in some ways it's bad, right? Like, yeah. diehards probably love that. I wasn't a diehard, so I'm expecting a little bit different
1: stuff. I am a diehard, I just, I guess I'm, maybe I'm a different kind of diehard. Um, and that mm. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, when I was watching it, I was watching it for the myth arc, but when I think back on my favorite episodes, they're always the monster mm. of the week and specifically the funnier monster of the week episodes. Yeah. The stuff that wasn't like everything else you saw. Um, and also genuinely scary, creepy ones, all that stuff too. Sure. But... I yeah I I don't know I I feel like I haven't been in sync with the community reaction for this entire run and I'm hoping in the back half maybe I'll I'll get synced up we can either all love it or hate it together uh, Joe Pine says holy crap this was phenomenal for the first half hour I was thinking oh this is funny but it's a kind of straight up episode not the usual Dan Morgan insanity and then that twist was simply genius I also love the callbacks uh, he mentions Queequeg, Molder's Red Speedo especially the one of Scully being immortal. Uh, funny thing is that Darren Morgan had mentioned in the podcast he did with Kumail, uh, who, of course, is the big bad in this episode, that he never intended for people to think Scully was immortal. We talked about this, but I'll go ahead and read it anyway. Mm-hmm. This is meant as a character just being nice and that he was blown away by a fan reaction thinking that she was immortal, and I guess that's canon now. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I, I, it surprises me that he would say something like that, with X-Files being what it was. But then again, I don't. maybe he wasn't on the news groups and wasn't reading TV guides and getting the, like what people were <laughs> reacting to. I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, like if Damon Lindelof season five of lost
0: goes, you know, what, we're going to put something in here. Oh, the audience ran wild with it. I don't understand that. Yeah.
1: No, come on, man. You know, he said, he's also curious about people's reaction. Cause while he loved it. I imagine that a lot of, uh, he's imagine a lot of people being pissed because it made no sense. Just based that's on not why I'm pissed. Based on email, yeah. our forums and the X Files subreddit, everyone fucking loved this episode.
0: Yeah. So. And I'm
1: not pissed, but that's, no, not I, the, thing, that's the thing. That's like, not the thing I didn't like. About I liked the episode. Yeah. I just expected to love it. Okay. I expe- I wanted it to be like, oh yeah, it just instantly vaulted I into guess, my top five. Yeah,
0: I love it, but not for the reasons I expected to.
1: <laughs> like I, I almost love it, despite it being an X Files episode. <laughs> sure, uh, AJ said, if anyone's interested, Camille, the Anim Control actor, did an e- at interview with this episode's writer uh, a while back in during the season three episode twenty, Jose Chung's from Outer Space episode, which is an even more bizarre adventure into the concept of subjective reality, uh, narration versus objective plot, and he linked to the Feral Audio podcast um, with that interview and i'm going to link that as well if you want to get you know some more kumail and dan darren morgan in your life you can you can hit that up be in the show notes uh if you can find on baldmove.com or in your favorite podcast reader joe from philly we're gonna end with this one because i asked him for more information about the ratings and if you don't give a shit about ratings you can tune out now but i thought it was interesting he said, first, the good news, X-Files still won the night as it did last Monday. The bad news, it was down 14% in total viewers from 9.7 million last week to 8.4 million this week and down around 19% in the key selling demographic of adults 18 to 49 from 4.2 million of uh, 18 through 49 viewers last week to 3.4 million this week. Calculated based on a 3.2 rating last week versus a 2.6 rating this week which we're going to get to here in a minute. The demographic information is really what's most important, especially for Fox, which caters to a younger demographic, as opposed to CBS, which goes for the biggest audience. To put some of these numbers in perspective, last season, NCIS... Great show. ...was the third most-watched show on average for the whole season, averaging 18.3 million total viewers per episode. But it was the 25th-ranked show among adults 18 to 49 with approximately 3.8 million viewers. Uh, which you will see is pretty close to this week's X-Files and actually below last week's second episode. He says, I ignored the premiere because the lead-in was a huge and won't be duplicated, but served as a perfect launching pad for the show to get as many people to sample it as possible. Uh, Fox also disclosed that 1.1 1. 1 million additional people streamed Hulu and Fox Now, which presumably was not included in the total viewers statistic before. That was me. Yeah, you did. It. You 1.1 1. 1 million times. Bravo. Yep. Total TV watching seemed to be down across the board for the broadcast, so that may be related to that. Also not shocking to be down for episode three, since the first two episodes were heavily promoted and were back-to-back. The casual fan is out a full week to get distracted and forget. I would expect that would be steady for the next three episodes with a possible uptick for the finale. Yeah. Regardless.
0: the pattern we usually see on shows. Which I don't
1: get. I'm not...
0: That it's not unexpected that this would drop from the first two.
1: No, no, no. That's, uh, you're exactly That's what he's right. saying. I'm, yeah. yeah. And, and, but I, like, I understand enough. the phenomenon of like why the finale episode of Breaking Bad is seen by roughly 40% more people right. than watched the entire run. You have no fucking clue what's going on. Why are you... Like, did you desperately marathon all of Netflix so you can see it with everybody? Yeah, like, maybe so. Maybe you did, but... Did- yeah. Four, three million of you do it. That's the thing. Like maybe people DVR the stuff and it doesn't get counted in the first week because or are those they the watch people watch it four that, weeks later? That they come in all smug and work next day. Ah, oh, tune in this Breaking Bad bullshit. <laughs> right. It's a bunch of stupid laser pointers and <laughs> dumbass garage bullshit. Like, okay, Uh-huh. All all right, sure. That's a valid viewpoint. Uh. Let's see. Where was I? I forgot. Oh, he says, regardless, winning the time period and winning the night is a big deal. So I think this bodes well for Fox's feelings about the show, the network, not the FBI agent. Uh, potentially carrying it forward as an event series if the actors are game, because we know the creator is up for it. So yeah, I'm up for it too. No, that's. I'd that's, love to see more of it. I would, I would hope that they come back. I would like to see a 10 to 12 episode season. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, the sixth, I don't. And honestly, I'm. Dis- Fox, what the fuck? You're dipping your toe into the x files like did you yeah, with our generation is the biggest nostalgia horrors there are, For so sure. yeah. you're you don't think you're gonna do double digit million numbers, I gotta wonder what twenty four did do, do you recall, like, how... not this? No, it was like, yeah, how?
0: Well, that's what I mean. Like, maybe I think it was they four saw, five million. Maybe they saw like twenty-four was kind of successful, so we'll do a small run of
1: the X Files. But the, we're kind of scared n- of this thing. You didn't thing. have enough time for nostalgia to kick in. Like, it's true, yeah. Twenty-four was. It's like if uh, you brought back after Voyager and Enterprise came out, and they were, you know, I know some people like enterprise some people like voyager but i'm as a as a both shit as a old series next generation and deep space 9 fan they're shitty they're shitty (laughs) they're shitty and they don't work on many levels and they're on upn even worse um once you sully a brand that then you run into the ground you got to give them a decade before they come up and i feel like x-files isn't a sweet spot though like you know, if you discount the movie, if you go all the way back for when it was on your your TV every week, yeah, that's a solid amount of time for people to put the rose tinted glasses on and forget the bad taste that was maybe left in their mouth and to come back to church. Yeah, I'm just thinking like as a Fox executive, maybe they view them similarly. Like,
0: oh, these are reboots of our old shows. Yeah, I guess that's true. They might be do similar audience And I don't know how numbers. much David
1: Duchovny and Jillian Anderson wanted. Like, that could be also a cost figure. Sure.
0: We can't afford them for 12
1: episodes. <laughs> sure. On this, you know, not super risky, but kind of risky thing. Sure. Uh, so here's where it gets really inside ball, and I don't know if anyone interested in it, but I was interested because I've always wondered. Uh, I asked, like, what does a 2.6 rating mean? And I said, yeah. like, oh, it's maybe and 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 Joe illuminates it goes the simple way to look at ratings is what percentage of a population is watching a show a 2.6 rating for adults 18 to 49 means that 2.6% of all adults aged 18 through 49 in the US are watching that show not 2.6 million but 2.6 of approximately 130 million 18 to 49 year olds okay why eighteen to forty nine? That's what the advertisers covet as a demographic because it's who spends the most money on stuff. Yeah, movies, cars, and technology are the most popular things to be sold in prime time. Total viewers, total view. And I also think that I've always thought that like the CBS pursuing the most viewer strategy is short sighted because what do you do when that older generation dies off? Like, is Fox playing the long game? Like, we'll let you have your right. NCIS. Mm-hmm. But when our eighteen to 49s become old fuckers, we'll own them. It's like McDonald's having Happy Meals, yeah, for kids. Sure, they're they're cementing their future. Is what they're doing. Sure. The uh, same reason why Microsoft gives away so I'm gonna Windows start... and Word to every college kid. Same reason yeah. why Apple used to give away Apple computers to cool. uh, yeah. schools and all that. It's, it's you, you get them young. And, and
0: next week we're going to start covering Door the Explorer. <laughs> and blues I uh, Those probably aren't even possible. No, we're anymore gonna start
1: watches. doing Minecraft let's plays, right? Because that's yeah. where if you really As want thirty you, plus year old, if men. you wanted to covenant three to ten year old market, that's uh, where it's at.
0: You're gonna have to say bull crap,
1: bat crap. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, dude, those guys drop f bombs. I've watched they the they? Markiplier, right. and like, I'm kind of horrified that they expect <laughs> my nine year old to be watching their adult humor. But whatever. Hmm. Uh. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So total viewers to total viewers. Why do rating versus telling you the number of viewers? Is because that's what TV and ad agencies do. And that is a currency that helps for comparison purposes. And more importantly, calculating the rates for advertising. Larry David famously said that he still has no idea how the Nielsen ratings work. It's funny because I, I guess it's statistically valid. But I've only been invited to be a Nielsen household once. I never have. And I get it that there's like 330 million people living in the United States. And like, but I. I felt your odds like, are not great. Yeah. I feel like in 39 years, it's like uh, I've been called to serve on a jury more often than that.
0: Do you think you would have won the lottery if you bought a ticket every day of your life for the last 39 years? But the, uh,
1: the odds of winning the lottery are extreme. Like, they're wanting a statistical, valid sample of what the population is watching.
0: Sure, you'd think they'd want a big sample size.
1: Yeah, especially nowadays where, and I know there, there's lots of different ways they can get that. Like um, Neil and Nielsen does a lot of shit that you don't like even know about. Like when I was working for uh, the company that ran a loyalty program, they were buying our loyal, our anonymized, of course, loyalty data for that. And they're mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's it's more than just television and, and and shows that they're involved with. But it just seems huh. like. And maybe they're trying to do podcasting too. They've got like they just get it straight from Comcast and Time Warner, and like they can just read it right off your boxes nowadays. But yeah, um, I remember the first time our family was selected for Nielsen, it was like a fucking paper survey that you took, like
0: sent in the mail.
1: And then the then uh, I a friend of mine, Nick, got one, and it was a box that he had to hook up to his thing. Hmm. But yeah,
0: I think with everybody having DVRs now. I mean, they quote the DVR numbers well, too, now they got which the tells you that they know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't know. I watch everything
1: online where they know everything already, anyway. But that was the other things like it was weird because uh, yeah, I just got done watching season six of Community, and Dan Harmon on his podcast mentioned that while Community seemed like it was a failure from a you know putting Yahoo back on the map type of strategy. Uh, he thought it was interesting that you can actually see how many people downloaded and watched an episode, and it was far outstripping what NBC was saying was watching the show throughout its final few seasons, and he's like, hmm. is that because Yahoo's is mo- so much more accessible and popular than NBC, or is that because the Nielsen system just doesn't work? Sure. And Especially poorly services shows that might be niche or... Yeah, I would think that's the case, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like a, a boutique type of audience. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I mean... How much longer do you think we're going to be doing terrestrial broadcasts that you don't... Because uh, I, I, in, not... in 30 years, everything's going to go through the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. In which case, this is just going to be a pure numbers game. It's, it is what it is. Sure, you'll know exactly... I mean, they can even they can even count the pirate like Game of Thrones always has the piracy numbers, right? Like it's you just get on a tracker, you see, sure,
0: how many people are hitting yeah. it.
1: You aggregate you those numbers and you're and done. Yeah, do some statistical analysis and you're done. Sure, uh, that's all we got for this week. If you'd like to send us feedback, as always, you can do so at xfiles at baldmove dot com, all lowercase, no dashes, YOLO. Uh forums.ballmove.com is where we have our weekly discussion threads and if you've got like scoops on X Files or you've got extra materials you want to talk about. If you're on Johnny yeah. and you want to come on the podcast sure. and talk with us. Yep. Yeah, we'd do that. I think we could squeeze you in. Sure, maybe. You know, we're busy guys. But... Season
0: you know, episode six or something. Don't yeah. make it don't make it too soon. We need prep time.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh but there you go. We're the default setting of podcasts. <laughs> Uh we'll be back next week with the next episode. Uh yep. we again I think our
0: expectations are reset. Completely. I don't know what to s- expect from next episode. Don't really care. I'm just gonna try
1: and enjoy. The, it. I feel like this week is was the uh uh the, the pickled ginger of television. <laughs> like okay. I, I'm completely uh-huh. my tastes have been reset. I'm ready for whatever you got coming down the pipe. Chris Carter, we'll see what he's doing. Until next time, I'm Jim. Wait. No, no get out of here. I'm the weird. Liz, I'm the weird Jim.
0: <laughs> I'm the weird Aaron. <laughs> we'll see, see you then.